Aspire to dream. Aspire to achieve. Aspire to lead. Aspire to forge your own path. I'm Josh Booth. On behalf of the Aspire team, I want to welcome you to Chapter 12 of Aspire, The Life of an Entrepreneur with our special guest, Ambassador Edward Crawford, and our Aspire host, Thomas Kelly. After a lifetime of investment, exclusivity, and manufacturing companies, Ed Crawford plunges into the high-tech world of computers, analytics, data, with investment. Part two of the chapter addresses Ed Crawford's personal involvement in politics as a contributor or advisor to select candidates of both parties on state and national levels and explains how his political philosophy mirrors his business philosophy. It's all about people. This is Aspire Chapter 11, High Tech and Politics. Pretty bold that at this point in your career, you would go for something real high tech because that's not your background. No, it's not my background. Particularly, it's a little difficult for me because I, I don't, I'm not up to speed. I don't text. I don't do everything. I, right. No, right. You know, you know, I'm, so for you, I mean, it's usually the 20-something guys that are getting into the high-tech stuff now. Well, I, I saw this thing, and I, it, what got me really inspired in it, the person that it came with the transaction, he's early 30s, and he has assembled like 14 employees that are, probably average age is 25. Uh-huh. So it's all young people, all dressed like young people, all high, over to Crawford United back in the corner. Uh-huh. Which you have to come and see one time. It's a great old building in Cleveland. The building is about 80 years old and it's Where is it? old fashioned. It's on DuPont Avenue. I like the idea of having a, the company building Crawford United in Cleveland rather than building it out in the suburbs. Or, a little good. different, a little different. I love the atmosphere, quite frankly. And is Data G related to this? Data G is re- related to uh, running campaigns. The biggest source of uh, revenue right now is we run campaigns all over California for political campaigns? Yes. So Data G is into elections? Yes. And so in California, you're talking uh, big deal elections Congress, Every- Senate. No, at this time, it's only around the education. All, everyone's trying to change the school systems and get them back on the right track. Yeah, that would be helpful. We uh, support some candidates. They acquire the service. It's a very interesting and very powerful way to communicate. You have to be. It's new for me, and uh, so I'm going at it very carefully. It could be a lot bigger, but it's, it's doing very well, and we've had a lot of success at it. If you uh, have an idea and you want to get it out to the people that you like or the people you dislike, you have to aim it. You just can't just throw it out there in the air. You just can't put it in the plain deal and think that people are going to read it. You can't send postcards. You know, how do you communicate with those people? Right. You have to get in the game that's being played. Right. Hey, you know, I want to stay on this for a little while because, you know, there's YouTube and there's Twitter and, and all that stuff. What I've learned in there is, it's shocking to me the amount of people that spend all day, especially young people, all day or on the weekends with Facebook and every way of expressing their views to get them out. There's thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of young people, brilliant young people and old people with ideas they want out, okay? And the answer is the only way they can do it is probably for the easiest way for to use Twitter and or any one of the big ones. But and, how do you get the attention? 
on Twitter or Facebook. You could or, competing. You you put up something, even if you're brand new. If you put up a site, when I was in Ireland, I had a Twitter account at the embassy. But the social media thing is, it, it lives in people's lives. You, the social media can target. Data G knows how to do that. Well, anyone in that business knows how to do that. Okay. Well, some are better than others. Uh, that's right. Some are better than others. And Data G and all these companies that got drawn into the polling was uh, something that was absolutely, it was unusual from the standpoint, if you want to talk to the Irish, you know where they are. They're on the west side of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You want to communicate with them? You want to use social media? You can do that. So if you want to target Irish Americans on the west side of Cleveland. You can. Then at Data G, they know how to hit a few keystrokes and... They're off and running to the well, West Side Irish. Basically, yeah, all the information, who's the, who the West Side Irish is all in, in the systems. Mm-hmm. They already exist. You just have to go in and get them. It's, it's a mystery to me. It's social media at its best or its worst. Right. You know, uh, hey, that's a great line. It's social media at its best is true. It's also social media at its worst. At its best, they do a lot of good. At its worst, they do a lot of damage. I'm an investor here. Mm-hmm. in my own company, as part of my own company, because I have no knowledge, really a lot of knowledge about this. I'm learning a lot about this myself in in four years. I'm way, way behind when it comes to social media and those types of things. But I'll catch up. And hey, so did you uh, buy a piece of or all of this data G? We acquired all of it, yeah. And unless you varied from your uh, style in the past, along with the data G company, Someone, some key personnel came along with the package. Yes. Someone came along that we thought they needed a substantial amount of money to roll out the systems and the technology completely. This is not inexpensive to learn how to do this. More important, get the people. It's uh, it's fascinating. I like the old business better, but we are in the business to be in the business. I like the people there, and I was willing I made the bet based on what I thought they could do, and they've lived up to it and more. And is this part of the uh, spirit of the entrepreneur here? For you, at this point in your career and life, for you to jump feet first into a high-tech, cutting-edge company where your background for so many years was the uh, bedrock, the uh, bricks-and-mortar. Factories. uh, making steel pails. Right. That's the kind and of trucks. business. Uh, 20th century stuff. Right. You were in a very advanced areas of that, where it was very complicated. It was way beyond a shaping some steel into a bucket. It got to be very sophisticated. It's an entirely different arena than social media and the high-tech stuff of today. What made you think, what made you have the boldness to say, okay, this can't be all that complicated. I'll get into this. I'll acquire this company, and we'll see where it goes. That, that was like someone in the steel business deciding, okay, I think I'll be a neurosurgeon. Why did you think you could comfortably get into it and manage it and manage the people without having much knowledge about the uh, nuts and bolts of high-tech media? With social media and uh, – Another group had invested in developing this company. They had someone running it for them. I was looking right in the eye of investing over a million dollars to finish the project, mm-hmm. to get this technology where it should have been 
And I really, really liked the second in command there that was doing all the work. And the one that was in command was another, you know, why am I so lucky to be able to get to buy this company theory? <laughs> right. The other part of it from the very beginning, we talked about it. That's the way I look at something. Why am I so lucky it's going to be available to me? And then secondly, who's going to run it? And there was someone very young, very young in there that I thought. He's the guy. He's the man to make the bet on, which we did. Being very careful with it and trying to understand it in every way. We, but we have had candidates that have won that didn't think they could win. And we've had candidates that should have won that didn't win. And it's always kind of interesting. We're the arm of the delivery arm. We're not the creator of the thoughts. They come with professionals. They say, this is what we want to say. And we can do it in the most effective, low-cost way relative to anything else. So it gets very complicated. So very complicated. You have the state-of-the-art technology to deliver the message to exactly the target audience that they want to get to. But if the message is not that good, well, that's beyond your control. Well, it's absolutely, and you, you, you see the different messages. I'm fascinated by the idea, the people around me are fascinated about the idea that I can even be in that business. A great business, it's a big business, it's got tremendous potential. The previous owners had put a lot of money into it, so I got a very good bargain. Because they were, had a choice either to put up a lot more money or get out. It was kind of the atmosphere that I like. I didn't understand the product line as much, mm-hmm. but uh, I got the idea. And I happened to like this one person. In the last four years, they started losing money. So the first three years, this year for the first year, it'll, it's going to make some money. It's not a big deal by my standards. or value, But uh, it's betting on the young people, betting on the technology, betting on the fact that we can be as good as the big guys. And now they're going in the right direction. Yeah, they're going in the right direction. And it turns out to be the big thing they understand the most is where you have levies in schools. They've learned and got a foothold in there through success in California, particularly in New York, all places. And as Data G, are they on the side of passing school levies or opposing school levies? They don't have a position on anything. They, they have customers. Right. And what the, does the customer want to do this or does he want to do that? That's right. And as long as it's inbounds and ethical. and but So we, as long as it's ethical, you don't, you're not a judge of the customer. We can judge that we don't think it's a good thing to do, but we can judge that it's a good thing to do. Trying to convince people to do things or vote one way or, or eat cornflakes without raisins rather than cornflakes with raisins mm-hmm. is, you know, you think that sounds pretty easy. Well, it's not easy. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. The social media and the radio stations, particularly like in the last Senate race, I mean, six or seven great people running for one seat, never in a million years did each of them think they'd had to spend 10 to $15 million. $100 million was spent on that race. The media is the best place to go if you think you can sell your ideas. Hey, uh, that reminds me, uh, you've been involved over your career, especially in, you've been involved in politics, but I wonder, you don't seem to be so partisan. You just said, I hope the best man wins. I do hope the best man wins. And I know you probably lean a certain way, but you're not, you're not a party loyalist, are you? Number one, the first vote I ever made, I voted for John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Good. Believe it or not, you do a little research on I was the first businessman in Cleveland, Ohio, back Mike White. Really? When I was at for Marshall, mayor. For mayor. Mm-hmm. 
No, I liked him. I like what he stood for. And like, you know, so it's the ideas that they have for now. This is not the old days where you put someone in and it's going to work for the old thing. You plow the field the same way and you plow it that way because your grandfather did it. Today, it's different. There is no plows around. There's different ways of doing it. It's faster. Mm -hmm. It's lightning. And you just have to accept and adapt that that's the way you have to go. You have to be very open to ideas. And really, when it gets down to it, who's the best for at that particular time with those particular ideas? One of the most interesting things I say to people when they ask, well, who do you like here? Who do you like there? I say, who can do the best job? We've kind of taken a detour here, but I think it's important that we stay on this. One of the hallmarks of an entrepreneur is flexibility. Hey, if you're talking about something and something else comes up, when you think about it, you think, well, right now that's important and we should talk about that. So there's a parade to your office every election with many candidates coming hat in hand to ask for your support. I wonder, do you find this to be one of the most important times for you to be involved in politics and to pay attention and to see what you can do to get better candidates, better people in office to help resolve the problems you just talked about. And one of the things I've learned, like, why am I so lucky the company's available to me? Who's going to run it? It's the same thing. You know, I unfortunately have been behind some candidates that as soon as they explain what they are going to represent and what they will do, and it sounds great, but as soon as they get elected and go to Washington, they forgot why we send them there. <laughs> and they don't do it. And they don't do it. So that complicates it because they'll say anything to get elected. At various times over many years, Ed Crawford served his country in official capacities, first as a soldier in the U.S. Army in the dangerous years of the early 1960s at the height of the Cold War. Decades later, he took a seat on the board of the USO and traveled the globe to consult with military leaders. And finally, he was approved by the Senate as U.S. Ambassador to Ireland. Ed Crawford recalls highlights of all these posts in Aspire Chapter 13, Ask Not. I'm Josh Booth. Thanks for listening.